0: dot com slash lawless terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets real steel
1: I'm Alexi Lalas, and welcome to the City of the Union podcast, presented by State Farm, uh, where we look at the beautiful game on and off the field through the lens of red, white, and blue-colored glasses. Joining me as always, my friend, my colleague, my guiding light, David Mossy, a soccer savant and a Fox soccer researcher and writer
2: extraordinaire!
1: And joining us, a couple other legends, Stu Holden and Heather O'Reilly. Look, you are, you are all dressed up and ready to go. We come to you, obviously, after yet another win for the U.S. women's national team, a comfortable uh, shall we say and we shall say it um, victory against uh, what's the team that uh, Vietnam all right first off before we get into this we've had a hell of a day already all right all of us have been up for a long time uh, in the best possible sense getting up preparing for a long pregame show all sorts of stuff that went that went on you're also now staring at uh, two of the only people ever I think to go on air on Fox um and to uh be involved in what was the name of that animal a again? Patamelon. A patamelon um, <laughs> relieving themselves. We're not even relieving themselves. I mean. Well, I
2: mean, I said it on national TV, so we can say took a dump.
1: Okay. The yeah. Set, the patamelon right? yeah. took a dump on yeah. uh, national television, okay. and we 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 got it from every single <laughs> angle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. Look, let's get into this uh, this game. Heather, I'll start with you. Um, was this a, a victory's good, but were you happy with the performance?
3: Storer was worried that the U.S. might shit right. the bed in the first game, like our morning. Was he really? With with what our morning started was, out with. Oh, okay. No, I said it could potentially be a metaphor. So. Oh, okay. He was, he was worried it might be a metaphor. So line. he had
1: shit on the mind and shit on therefore, it. got it.
3: Uh, and it wasn't that. I think it was, uh, yeah, a slower start for the U.S. We would have liked to see more goals. We would have liked to see our experienced players in Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan show up, you know, show off why they are polished. I think I think some of the biggest superstars. I think it was fine. Like when you say fine with like six eyes, it was fine. fine. is lame.
1: if you're, you know, if if I told my wife that she looked fine, that would not go over. No,
3: about. that's actually a compliment. Well, I, I said so it as a
1: compliment. That. Did you say Alexi. somebody looked fine? <laughs>
3: have you never it's told fine? Like, well, that she it depends. If, it's one thing if you I say, hey, don't know. maybe for hey,
1: boomers,
2: that's like, hey, uh, my love you, know. you. look
1: fine. That's different than saying, yeah, you look fine. You know? So <laughs> that's what I hear you saying about this game, Mossy. We can you give
3: a, genera- There's Masi, a generational divide here. Mossy, pull this whole thing together.
4: together. Going off the rails. First off, breaking news: Chad the zookeeper has been fired. I do want to start with the U.S. 11 because we were all trying to decipher to what degree was this what Vladko considers the best 11, minus obviously you would plug Rose Lavelle in for Savannah DiMello had she been fit enough to start, and how much of it was him experimenting. And Julie Ertz was interesting to me. I thought the whole reason she came back was because Andy Sullivan hadn't done the job at the six, and so you wanted Julie Ertz there, and it was going to be Gurman Cook in the back. Heather, what did you make of that lineup decision of starting Julie Ertz as a center back?
3: Well, I think that, you know, Julie Ertz needs to be on the field. I think that in general, not just for her like defensive prowess and leadership. She's freaking good at scoring goals on set pieces as well. So it's literally like, where can we insert her? And this whole uh, couple last months of of questioning whether or not like, is she fit enough? Can she cover the distance at speed uh, to, to play a holding midfield, especially a lone holding midfielder at a World Cup? We didn't get the answer to that question. I still yeah. have faith that she can. No. But I think that it was like a matter of like, let's get Julie on the pitch. Unfortunately, Alana Cook is the one that sort of takes the fall um, out of the starting lineup for that. So no, I wasn't surprised. I think, um, you know, and, and maybe she can play both and she will play both That's, that's actually what
2: I was going to say is I, I feel like the U.S. is clearly one of the best, if not the best team in the tournament, but I think their biggest weakness would be in the middle of the field. And I wonder if Julie Ertz is going to be like, as the tournament progresses here, if Andy O'Sullivan's not getting the job done against a high-level opponent in the middle of the field, we put Julie Ertz back in at the six and you put Alana Cook in at the back. And I think that's going to be the thing that we figure out. I think the U.S. were wasteful with their chances. The finishing was poor. That's fine. I think that's going to come. We know that this team has enough talent up front to get the jobs done. I think that the positives are Sophia Smith balled, got two goals, had an assist as well. I thought Lindsay Horan looked pretty good in the way in which she was progressing the ball up the field, she played with confidence and freedom. But in saying all of that, how much do you learn from an opponent like Vietnam? That that was expected. If they don't score seven, you know, they're a victim of their own success and that we expected them to score seven. I think three is fine, uh, but this is always, and it is uh, it is and it has always been about the second game against the Netherlands.
1: Yeah, this was a, this was a training exercise, glorified training exercise. and And that's okay because one, And maybe the most important thing, I guess, because there's only so much you can glean. Nobody got hurt. Uh, Mm. So that's a good thing going forward. Uh, What's what's that most?
4: I will say injuries have been such a... Yeah. big part of this tournament already, that you hold your breath when seconds Robin into the down. game. One minute in. And she, then Alex be... Morgan, after missing the penalty, although that might have been faking an injury just to the deflect oh, from the fact she that she went just in missed the it, penalty. Uh, but no, every moment now when a player goes down in this tournament, you kind of hold your breath. But it's, it's okay. I will say that when Julie Ertz came back, it was before the
1: Becky Sovereign injury, and so I think the, the, the question was, or the thinking was, she's going to come in and do what others can't in that midfield, and you'd have Becky. And then emergency type of situation, and mm. so now Julie Ertz, uh, comes back. Was this enough in terms of the actual uh, calculation here with the, with the Netherlands coming in the next game? Were, did they score enough goals? Because we talk a lot about goal differential and if this U.S. team is going to win this group, and a lot of it, the premise is, well, you're, you're going to tie the Netherlands. U.S. could beat the Netherlands, and it really doesn't matter, ultimately, because I think they're going to go through regardless. But the, the Netherlands are the next game. And I think they left some meat on the bone by not finishing a lot of those chances that you talked about. And I would hate at the end of this group for them to go back and rue whether it's an Alex Morgan missing a penalty or just the. the, the I mean, these weren't like half chances. These were clear-cut.
3: Julie Erichs makes that back post header. All of them, nine all of ten, and,
1: and it was wasteful. Yeah. And there, there was a lack of uh, of ruthlessness that you kind of want to see. And I know you grow into a tournament here, but I was I was underimpressed by the U.S. But by no means am I looking at it as, oh, the sky is falling. There's no possible chance that this game can win a World Cup.
3: Well, when you look at, you know, the Spain game yesterday and the U.S. game today, similar score lines, similar quality of opponents. Mm -hmm. But which team do you come away with more impressed with the performance? I think Spain. I I
2: don't know. I think the ways in which Spain, Spain,
3: though. Yeah, but the ways
2: in which they scored the goal, there was a a class and a flair. To that, and and to your point, Lex, actually about the goal difference, I feel like I'm stealing the stat man Mossy's over here. Is, you know, the U.S. having played Vietnam first, they've got three. Now that's the marker, right? So let's say that the U.S. tie the Netherlands and they match scores up in that way, the Netherlands could go into that last match against Vietnam thinking, uh, knowing, yeah, no, we we need six goals in this game, and Vietnam would, for all intents and purposes, be done in the tournament, and they'd just be. Bounding the ball in, you know, and that's where they have the chance to maybe flip-flop and the importance of that all being that you end up on a different side of the bracket and you end up potentially facing England's and the Germanys as opposed to maybe a Spain in a semifinal, so.
4: I was so impressed by Spain. I said on this podcast, I had an orgasm yes, watching
2: them. Yes, he did. <laughs> well, I was there. Uh, I, I
4: don't want to think about that, in fact. Well, uh, I mean,
2: when Mossy
1: sees something beautiful like that, he's just got to you know, do what he's got to do.
4: I do agree with you. They left the door open for the Netherlands to put them on goal difference. I will say, though, I think Heather and I are on the same page on this. Portugal is a huge X factor in this group. They might mm-hmm. not be your typical debut, Tom. We think they might be better than people expect.
3: I think so. I think especially if the pressure is mounting uh, on that third game, like if U.S. draws Netherlands and then Netherlands is facing Vietnam in their third game and we're facing Portugal. Uh, Portugal is a yeah a, a much more experienced opponent in terms of their players are a lot of their club players play together at Benfica. They're play, playing Champions League football. No offense to Vietnam. They're not playing Champions League football.
2: But That was probably the worst of the teams the U.S. could have drawn, I mean, the better of the better opponent, but the worst exactly. case scenario for the yep. U.S.
3: and of who they. Could when I saw that win. draw yeah. and then and I'm getting through of qualifying, I said, "Oof, that's going to be a tricky one for the yeah. U.S."
1: The the over under uh, for goals scored, as Bear told us in the pregame, Man, was six. He's he's crushing. Yeah, it right he's now. he's making some money. You
3: yeah. know? And, he's getting a little too and confident.
1: And, and you know, it was interesting to hear him talk to Rob Stone on our pregame because he said it's difficult to score goals and. For, for a lot of us listening it's, well yeah it's difficult it's it's a game that's built on very few very few goals but i, I don't I'm not sure he anticipated but maybe he did then he's even more incredible than he already is that the u s was going to get this many opportunities and like Spain yesterday not convert at least six and a half of them going forward but he you knew what he was uh, what he was talking about Vietnam is is not Thailand uh, and they they played with a little bit more understanding of um, Of of tactics. And speaking of tactics, I think what was on display here uh, was that this US team, from a physical perspective, is bigger, stronger, and faster. And we have been for a number of years when it comes to the competition, and more technically proficient. What will be interesting to see is if and when the U.S. gets up against someone that can compete with them from a physical perspective and then adds the tactical part of it, because there was a real rawness and direct type of approach. And maybe it was the opponent, but if the U.S. doesn't have something else and Vakon Adonisky doesn't have something else in his bag of trips, tricks going forward, when it comes to that, to that moment, the physical part of it, as you know, Heather, that only gets you so far, and then you have to have something else.
4: Uh, Trinity Rodman came off the bench in the send-off match and scored two goals. She gets the start in the World Cup opener. What did you make of that? Do you think right now in Vladko's mind she's that third starting forward alongside Alex Morgan and Sophia Smith?
3: I do. I think that she won uh, the starting spot from her performance in that last game. And I think that she did well today. She earned the, the penalty kick. And to your point about the physical side of things, I think that the 1v1 take on to the end line is still effective. And if that's what the, the game is calling for against Vietnam, it is the wrong decision, it's the wrong soccer decision to not do it and not do it over and over and over again. So I think to your point, yeah, did it work? Might it work against Netherlands? No, but that's when you have to do something different. Sure, okay. I, I was just gonna
2: touch on the fact that look, when we think back to 2019 and what the US did against Thailand and Vietnam came into this tournament thinking we don't wanna get blown out in that way. You know, th- this is an expanded format for the Women's World Cup, 32 teams. I think conventional wisdom would have said we're going to see more blowouts. I, I think it's a-, a tremendous nod to the growth of the women's game, the amount of investment in the game, that now you're not seeing any blowouts. You're seeing better coach teams. You're seeing teams that can compete in different ways. And look, 3-0 is actually a pretty good result, I think, for for Vietnam from, from that standpoint. And it's great to now see, yeah, sure, Spain had 46 si- shots. The U.S. had you know, 30 something shots. But, you know, this has been a positive improvement for a tournament that we've seen some good games. So it's just about good the optics of playing. the
1: actual score as opposed to the actual well, competition that you're playing on the field. Well,
2: they're more organized, right? Because if they play that
1: game 100 times, it's never going to finish just
2: 3-0. But this is a better, but I'm saying they put in a good account on a good stage though, Vietnam.
1: Because they only lost 3 But
2: they're a better team than Thailand were four years ago, is what I'm saying.
1: But what if, if the U.S. had scored every single one of their opportunities today? We wouldn't be saying that. But they didn't. Yeah, I think, there's but there's every chance the U.S. But this isn't long-distance
2: shots. I mean, this is... The- so you're trying to say the standard is not as good?
3: I think that you can hold both thoughts at the same time. The U.S. did not <laughs> play as good as they did against Thailand. Vietnam was also slightly better than Thailand was four years yeah. ago. Yeah. So? But so
1: that's
2: improvement.
3: Slightly. slightly. It's this improvement. This a 6-0 game. It should have been a game. But form. just because game
1: one and game, and game is a 13 nothing win, okay, and another game is a 3 nothing win, doesn't mean that there's a vast difference between this opposition. I think that they were both Yeah, but the U.S.
2: is the best, and Vietnam poor. is one of the worst. So the fact that that gap is closed a little bit is positive. Yeah, yeah look. I, I understand. Okay, you, you want to, should we go up? No no no, 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 I, I, no, no.
1: And this was actually something that we discussed on the uh, pre-game show, is we were going to get these types of games. And there is a greater good, ultimately, than, you know, we're thinking of it in terms of our red, white, and blue colored glasses and the US winning a World Cup and all that kind of stuff. But in this moment, for Vietnam and for these players, they go back into that locker room and said, Hey, you see what happened to Thailand four years ago? We only lost 3 we, nothing. We, we gave a good account of ourselves. We proved that at least we can go out there and make it from a scoreline perspective, not something that's embarrassing.
4: And by the U.S. not piling on the goals, we weren't spared any embarrassing celebrations. So that was the silver lining. Oh, yeah, that was good.
3: How <laughs> do you
2: think it's going to be
4: against
3: <laughs> I the love Netherlands the here? I'm not, the, the, don't put words in my mouth. I didn't think that was embarrassing.
1: What the uh, great the, the thirteen nothing?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Great. Hold on. What are we
1: doing? The, what are we doing? The other thing that you guys were doing. The Give
3: it to me. Give, Give it it
2: to me. can we kick it forward to the Netherlands here? What do you expect in this game? I'm. I'm I know we haven't seen the Netherlands yet. They're going to play Portugal, but it's a it's a
4: pretty interesting match, I think, on paper. Absolutely. The two played a great match at the last Olympics. Obviously, they played in the last World Cup final. Uh, I think it's pretty close to a 50-50. I have not seen any evidence that this U.S. team under Vlad Koenovsky can just take care of business against an elite opponent. I think any top 10 team they play, it's pretty close to a 50-50. Uh,
1: what are you wearing?
3: Oh, this is Jimmy Conrad's garb that...
1: Wait, Jimmy has been in this? Yes, yes. Oh, good I know. You know Today what? It <laughs> actually,
3: yeah, it actually doesn't, like, smell that bad. It's a little, little, bad. It's a little damp in certain areas. <laughs>
2: Did, uh, Which areas? Did,
3: did the the animal, armpits, dude. The armpits. Did the animal smell?
1: I mean, before he had his moment over uh,
3: there. No, and I was—I was gonna say, if we need to get Chad, the zookeeper, back, so he has a support animal here, emotional support animal, because sometimes you get such an a tizzy. I, I a we could bring Ruby back.
1: <laughs> that it was, would be, that it would was have... cute, but that—that uh, that was not an actual uh, kangaroo, right?
3: No, it was. It was. No, there was two of them. There was two. I was holding the one in my uh, fake sack. Right. And Stu was trying to corral the palomelon.
2: But sorry. a palomelon is not a kangaroo. No, but uh, there was two different animals. If you actually paid attention during the segment,
3: you it's would not have a kangaroo, but it's there was still, a joey. Um,
1: You're lucky I even registered that you were on <laughs> air. Okay. Uh, it's they're goodness. both
3: marsupials. Is that the right word? Yes, you hit They're it. They're both marquee on the head,
1: and then uh, we actually uh, we showed one of your first featurettes. Uh, oh, yeah. when it comes to uh, you know. I outlayer. liked your line.
2: What did you say? I was at Buck 25 soaking wet. 25. And...
1: You got your ass kicked by yeah. uh, the rugby player, right? Dude,
2: Mona Lisa coddling. Oh, what a. My what a, She's a beast, though. So.
1: She is a beast. She uh, is a beast. Before we finish this out, uh, because soccer continues on as it does around the world, uh, during the <laughs> during the actual U.S. game, we oh, come man. to find out that uh, Messi playing his first game for Inter Miami. <laughs> not just steps on the field, gets about 40 minutes in, but steps on the field and in the 90 plus minute scores a banger, a winner for Inter-Miami. And we all saw it. It was all all coming through the social media.
2: Which in front of like, you know, the watchful eyes of Kim Kardashian, LeBron James, like all these celebs flew in. They're like, I want to see Messi. My kids love Messi. You think you'll do something cool?
1: yeah i mean that's a star
2: right 94th minute free that's, that's a star when everybody is
1: all eyes are on him all cameras are on him stepping up and it, you know the the free kick in, in in the game is something special because everything kind of slows down it's a set piece it's all of that i mean it's it's as close to a a worked play as we have in soccer relative to a lot of the american sports so everybody kind of sit out of their seats and and you know, he steps up to the ball, and we've just seen it time and time again. And yet when everybody is still saying, all right, what do you got now? And what are you going to look like in MLS? Boom. He provides
2: this moment.
4: Interesting scheduling having Messi's debut occur while the U.S. women were playing. Uh, Stuart, any thoughts on that?
2: It's great, great to have <laughs> a lot of soccer on, Mossy. <laughs> <laughs> You tweet something
4: out about it, buddy. Come on. I know I'm a couple of days late, I think, in some part of the world on this, but can we talk about the MLS All-Star game for one yeah, minute? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, MLS has tinkered with this format over the years. We're now back to having it be a European club. I love the MLS versus League MX stuff. I guess we can't do that anymore because of a League's Cup. Uh, I don't like the European clubs coming over here to play. To me, it's a no-win situation for MLS, and you run the risk of having what happened this week happen if you face a European team that takes it seriously and is close enough to the start of its season that so they're what's in good your, shape. what's your uh, solution? Do we have enough star power in the league now to just have it be East versus West and not have to I import would love that, star but... power from anywhere else? We've I done mean, that. we've done and, that before. All-star all games. Sorry,
3: you're saying it was embarrassing.
4: All-star games. Yeah, they lost five-nil so to Barcelona. I that, but
3: yeah.
4: all-star games are ostensibly supposed to be a showcase for your league. You tell me how that was a positive showcase for MLS. I can't tell you about well, it. it. It all depends of what you want out of it, right? I mean, like MLS shifted to the European
2: club model because it was about ratings. It was about creating interest commercially. They, they got a lot more. I think we actually did. Was it the last one? It was U.S. Um, MLS All-Stars against Atletico Madrid in Orlando? I think it was one of the lowest-rated all-star games that we'd had. The interest was an all-time low. That's when they're like, let's do League MX. Now you've got the League's Cup, as you said. I don't really know what the answer – I would love if this league was at a point where you could do East versus West. Maybe Messi changes that, right? I mean, maybe having the star power of of Messi and who that might bring in, you could create enough stars internally within the league. But maybe, you know, make it interesting in a different way. Penalty shootouts from – 30, 40 yards oh. away, like, bring it on, let's get creative, let's do, now, I love that the skills yeah. challenge is back.
1: Now you're speaking my language. Anything we go, uh, before we go, Mossy. That's it. That's it, you got you got to get back. We got three more games here. We're doing this after the US game and we still got all sorts of soccer to come. What about you
2: two, what do you got next on the- uh... You got any predictions for today? What do you got, Hale? Mm. Zambia, Japan, first one. England, Yeah,
3: Zamb- I think Zambia is gonna like, this is like a coming out party for for Zambia. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. what about England?
3: Uh, saying, I like England. I like England. I had them going pretty far.
1: Like how far? I haven't seen your... It's a hot uh, take.
3: Well, <laughs> <thing. All laughs> I right. think it was a semifinal.
1: All right, uh, that's enough. Uh, U.S. win. <laughs> we'll take the win, even though, it wasn't, uh, even though it wasn't pretty, even though it should have been 10, 11, 12, nothing. We'll be back again each and every day, wrapping up what is going on on the State of the Union, presented by State Farm, by the way. And until then, and as always, my friends, size the day.